Welcome to the EverSaline podcast, the show that ignites your passion for leadership and empowers you to develop a culture of continuous improvement. I'm your host, Matt Sims, and in each episode, we bring you fascinating insights and invaluable tips from our incredible lineup of guests. What do they all have in common? They share an unwavering dedication to excellence and are the experts in driving engagement, improving metrics, and reducing costs. The Ever So Lean Podcast with Matt Sims. You know it makes sense. Welcome along to an extraordinary bumper special episode of the Ever Saline podcast. It's time to relive the electrifying night of October the 5th, a night that will forever be etched in our memories. We had the privilege of coming together at the illustrious London Hilton Bankside to celebrate an event of epic proportions, the UK Excellence Awards 2023. But this year, it's not just any celebration. It's a momentous milestone as we mark 30 glorious years of the British Quality Foundation serving as the home of UK excellence. Picture a night filled with brilliance, a night dedicated to honouring remarkable achievements, a night that captured the essence of excellence. If you missed out on this spectacular event, then fear not, for this episode of Everseline Podcast is your backstage pass. We'll take you on a journey through the atmosphere, the jubilant celebrations and the incredible individuals who made this event truly exceptional. It was an evening where inspiration flowed freely, where exceptional individuals united to share their extraordinary paths to excellence. The event was nothing short of a triumph with a record-breaking number of entries and tickets sold out in the blink of an eye. Jury panels composed of 76 dedicated experts who all volunteered their time and expertise for free deliberated on 475 talented individuals from 134 different teams and organisations. This, my friends, marked the grandest BQF Awards programme to date. So if you're in need of some uplifting, feel-good vibes and you're eager to hear about the extending work happening not only in the UK but far beyond then you are definitely in the right place. So buckle up because some of the audio in this episode was captured live at the event. And as you can imagine, the atmosphere was nothing short of exuberant. Some audio might be a tad rowdier than our usual standard, but that's all part of the charm. Don't worry about that. Also, I want to say a massive thank you to the Imagine Events team for providing the audio from the event. So every time you hear Karen talking, that's come from the event. The sound quality is absolutely awesome and they did an amazing job on the night. Thank you so much for sharing that with me and everybody today so that we can all feel exactly what it was like on the night. Right now, without further ado, let's kick off this extraordinary journey with our event's charismatic host and BQF president herself, Karen Leffley. But first, let's get inspired by a heartfelt introduction from some of the BQF members as they share what makes the British Quality Foundation so incredibly special. Get ready for a podcast episode like no other. What drew me to BQF in the first place, which is the diversity of the excellence. I just love the different types of organisations that are represented across our membership. Everybody respects each other for who they are, and there's a sense of inclusion. So everybody brings something to the party, and that's what BQF is all about. BQF is a brilliant organisation that 
celebrates excellence in so many forms. As a BQF board member, it's important for me to be able to engage with members and hear about the value that they experience being part of the BQF community. Being able to connect with fellow practitioners from a wide range of industries and organisations. Being part of the BQF enables us to create meaningful connections with leaders across the country so that we can spread our continuous improvement message towards wellbeing far and wide. It's great being part of a network of like-minded people all working through similar challenges. Everyone's just so generous with their time and their experience. I love being part of the BQF community because I couldn't imagine being part of any other. It's wonderful people doing exceptional things, the length and breadth of this great country every day of the week. I think the key for me and, and the organisation is the opportunity to learn and network. And I'm delighted to see such a wide range of organisations represented here because that really does demonstrate how excellence not just brings people together, but excellence is, can be anywhere. And it's only possible with the effort and commitment that all of you put into this thriving community. And I particularly want to underline that irrespective of whether you are a winner this evening, you have made the finals because you have made a significant contribution to your businesses and demonstrated those exceptional levels of excellence which are required to get you onto that finals list. So very well done to all of you. The UK Excellence Award promotes learning through preparation for the submission document, does the self-assessment. They learn uh, their best practice and also areas for improvement. And also there is uh, other learning for the judges and for the jury members who are participating. But also come together on the night and celebrate the success with other members as well. But out there in the real world, there are people doing amazing things each and every day and they're doing things sociologically that show how much they care for other people and that's something massively close to my heart. So to be able to sponsor giving awards for brilliance amongst people that are doing stuff in their own time because they want to just makes me so proud. Inclusive, representative and rewarding real passion out there. We love the BQF, we love everything about it, the way, the way it does its stuff, the whole thing, the awards event itself, you know, we owe such a lot to the BQF, it's fantastic. When people ask me what's so special about the BQF, I sometimes find it really hard to put into words. But actually, when you watch that video, it becomes so obvious that it's simply all about people and the relationships that are formed when you become part of a community. And over the last few years, we have made so much progress in reimagining the BQF. And I would love to thank all of you who dedicate your time, your energy, and your expertise to continually evolving the excellence agenda. Your support to us as a not-for-profit organization has been exceptional and massively appreciated. And I hope 
you can see, and more importantly, I really hope you can feel when you look around you tonight in this room this evening to see what you have been part of creating. So thank you so much. So ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely delighted to welcome you to this year's UK Excellence Awards. In the room tonight, we have people from all over the UK. Plus, we've got guests from Europe, from Africa, from Asia, and from the Middle East. So I just want to say a huge welcome to absolutely everybody in the room. As many of you will know, the UK Excellence Awards is the BQF Showcase event. Through the entire process, our jury panels have met some very talented and inspiring people, doing the most amazing things, and everybody in this room should be incredibly proud of making it to the 2023 UK Excellence Grand Finals here this evening. Now, none of this, none of this would be possible without the support of our members. And this year, we were delighted that Mazars decided not only to join BQF as a platinum member, but also agreed to become our overall headline sponsor. So, our fabulous patron, Her Royal Highness the Princess Royal, is not able to join us in person this evening. However, she passes on her congratulations to everyone for making it to the grand finals and wishes everybody the best of luck. She's incredibly passionate about the excellence agenda and the work that BQF does to promote a community of learning, of sharing, and of best practice. And I've promised to update her with all the results from this evening, and I know she will be incredibly proud of everyone's achievements. Wow, what an opening that was. Karen absolutely nailed it. Honestly, the room was electric. And that VT that played was so inspiring. Just hearing how people all have the same perception of brilliance and camaraderie and togetherness from the BQF was exceptional. Goosebumps material. Now, as the reception buzzed with excitement, I dove right in to catch up with some of the incredible attendees. Now, first up, I had the pleasure of bumping into none other than Dr. Ala Garrard, who not only played a pivotal role as a sponsor of the Diversity and Inclusion Award, but also served as one of our esteemed awards judges. We delved into his motivations and the invaluable insights he brought to the event. But before that, I crossed paths with the exceptional Ted Hewitt, the head of business development at the People Experience Hub. I couldn't resist the opportunity to ask Ted what brought him to the awards and what's his take on the exhilarating experience of being a judge. Well, I've, uh, I've been a fan of BQF for many, many years. Uh, I've been following them around and I was fortunate enough to be asked to be a judge this year, which seemed really apt. Uh, a lot of the stuff I talk about online is about being excellent to each other. It's kind of my tagline. Uh, so where more a fitting place to come and be than the UK Excellence Awards? Absolutely. How did you find Because I was a judge on the awards as well, and I found it such an amazing experience. How did you find it? Humbling. I feel like I've achieved very little. When you look around at all <laughs> the amazing things that people have been up to, and like, you read through them and you hear the stories, um, yeah, it made me feel uh, almost inadequate. But um, no, it was just it was an amazing thing to be a part of, and it's so great to celebrate whatever like level of it was so like whether it's leaders emerging or businesses doing innovative things like all of them culminate into just better businesses better economy and just excellence all around 
Yeah, I found it really hard when you come to the end of the judging panel and you had to choose the, the winners. I found it so difficult to choose between them because they're all so good. Every, it was incredibly difficult. Um, it took us a long time. It was a very long Zoom call in the end. <laughs> yeah, they are, they? Yeah. <laughs> but I, lo I loved every minute of it. And I'm just real, really proud to be here, to be honest. And what are you most looking forward to this evening? Because it's early days. You've got your first glass of something cold. Mm. What are you most looking forward to? I did hear the band warming up, I'm not going to lie. I mean, apart from obviously the awards and the celebration of the wonderful thing, the band sounded excellent. Right, I've managed to find a friend of the show, Dr. Ala Garad. How are you doing, Ala? Oh, good, thank you, Matt. Really good. Good to see you. Yeah, it's good so lovely to see, you, to see you as well. <laughs> oh, this time face to face. So. It's, no, it's very weird <laughs> talking to people awesome. like this. It's yeah. strange. What are you most looking forward to about tonight's awards? Um, you know, the ceremony is really... I would say the flagship event of any award and it really gives you the feeling of all the effort that have been done throughout the year is now you know recognized and see the the, the smell of success everywhere yeah, so it's a quite really um, a, a great event and uh, so tonight also I'm going to hand the trophy for the winner. We'll see who will be the winner with the diversity and inclusion category. Yes, because you're the your college is actually sponsoring that yeah, award, aren't you? Yeah. So for the second year, my college, Al Maktoum College, is the, um, the sponsor of this category. So this is very terrific moments. We all look forward to Oh, that's amazing because you've been a judge as well, haven't you? Yes, I was a judge for the main category as well. No, not Didn't you find it so difficult as a judge? Like you listen to everybody as they present, then you have to choose the winner. It makes it so hard. Um, because of really the quality of the applicants, they make our life difficult choosing the winner. But uh, at the end of the day, as you know, we have, we have to choose so we do the due diligence, we read the submission twice and sometimes three times yeah. to make sure and uh, we have a consensus. The good thing that we are a team so we have a consensus. It's not voting but convincing each yes. other and listening to each other. And I've been in this for over 20 years so we, we, we manage. You're a pro, you're a pro. Well, it's lovely to see you again. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for speaking much. to me. Thank you, thanks and thanks to your audience as well. Oh, I do love Allah. He's absolutely brilliant. So full of energy, talks with such wisdom. He's definitely a very inspiring individual. If you haven't heard the episode that I recorded with him earlier this year, head over to everceline.com or wherever you get your podcast, have a listen. It's a great episode, all because of him, not because of me. Right, let's get some awards handed out then. Let's head back to Karen and see who's up first. So our first category is our excellence in awards. As many of you will know, there are 11 awards and they are designed to recognise the topics that you will feel contribute towards making what you do excellent. The first award is Excellence in Collaboration. Now, this award recognises organisations who achieve exceptional outcomes through working in collaboration with others. And it can be their partners, their suppliers or their customers. Let's meet our finalists. So, our finalists in Excellence in Collaboration are Arthur Ellis, Jacobs, Northumbrian Water, and National Express. So, our winner has been working in partnership with an organisation to provide life-changing service to those it impacts, gaining community support and involvement which has resulted in a measurable improvement to the well-being of the entire community. The winner this year of the Excellence in Collaboration Award is Arthur Ellis. 
Congratulations to everyone at Arthur Ellis. Fantastic achievement. Now, after the awards, I caught up with John Manning from Arthur Ellis, where I asked him, what was their entry all about? So this project, uh, it was for a specific project around um, an online platform that we developed. So we were able to understand from a a survey that Retina UK did that a lot of people with inherited sight loss don't have an awful lot of options in terms of psychological support, um, the services being accessible enough. So we worked with uh, Retina UK and uh, Mari Thurston, which is a a doctor of counselling up at Aberystwyth University in Scotland, and the blind community. Um, So even our videographers had experience of sight loss. So we were able to pull all of these different experts together and create a fully accessible online platform to deliver psychological content for people who had no sight loss or who were going to lose their sight at some point in their lives. It's fully funded, that it's all free. So now when somebody gets diagnosed with sight loss, because it could be something that's, you know, you're not necessarily blind right now, but you will lose your sight in 30 years. Previously, there was nothing for them to turn to. So now they can be signposted to this resource and them, their families, uh, even their support workers can go on and there's courses for each sort of person across their lives to all work together in supporting this person to achieve their well-being. Wow. And what's the web address for that? And if people want to see that? Yeah, so it's it's on the Retina UK website. It's called Discover Wellbeing. So it's mental health hub dash retina uk but you can get to it from the retina uk website that's incredible and what does this award mean to the team i bet they're absolutely buzzing aren't they they are well yeah like we've got two sides of our team we've kind of got the commercial team and then we've got the the psychology more clinical technical team to write something like this so there's around 25 modules across it they love data. So everything we wanted to make sure that it was measurable. So are we actually having an impact with this? And from our perspective, what we've been able to see is pulling off the data of when people, how people feel when they come to the platform, and then how they feel once they've gone through a course. Uh, the average increase in their well-being is around 14%. And generally speaking, you wouldn't get that much with a one-to-one service. So just given that this content and these tips, this way of looking at your well-being is accessible, that's what's really helped the team, I think. Ah, oh, so good to hear such a worthwhile project that's making a difference to so many people's lives. Absolutely brilliant, Arthur Ellis. Well done and congratulations to everybody. Oh, I've just left inspired and we've only just started. It's incredible. Let's head back to Karen for our next award. So our next award is Excellence in Continuous Improvement Culture. This award recognises organisations or teams who are demonstrating a culture of continuous improvement in the way they work. This has been one of our most popular categories and competition has been incredibly fierce. So well done to those who actually made it to the finals this evening. A big thank you to our member and associate partner, PMI, for sponsoring this award. They're with us here this evening. So our finalists are BT, Cooper Vision, Pinsent Masons, Smiths, Tesco. This year, the entrants gave the jury a very tough decision. As we know, deployments of continuous improvement come in all shapes and sizes. So picking an outright winner 
was incredibly difficult. The jury felt that there were two very different yet equally excellent examples. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have two winners within this category demonstrating very different approaches. So our first winner has created an incredible set of results through their impressive strategic global deployment demonstrating how CI has been driven from the top and become embedded in the way the entire organization works. Our first winner of excellence in a continuous improvement culture is Smiths. Well done to the Smiths team. What a great achievement. I managed to catch up with some of the Smiths team that were there on the night. Let's see what they had to say. Right, I am with the Smiths team who have just won the Excellence in CI Culture Award. Yes, fantastic. Right, Tony, tell me about this award then. What, why did you enter this award? Yeah, it's uh, very, very energizing. We won this award because this amazing set of people that have We started on the journey a couple of years ago. We re-energized it two years ago. We're driving results, we're developing leadership and advancing culture. It's fantastic to win the award to kind of underpin what we're doing. Absolutely fantastic. Are you going to throw some shapes on the dance floor? Yeah. Yeah. You've got so much to celebrate. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations, everybody. Oh, they were great fun. Thank you, Smith's team, and well done. Let's head back to Karen to find out who the other winner was. So our second winner has a very different approach, but is equally deserving of this award. Their approach has been very organic, and it focused on enabling and empowering teams to make decisions and solve problems by themselves, for themselves, building a culture where everyone is active and passionate about improving their work environment every single day. The winner of Excellent in Continuous Improvement Culture goes to Cooper Vision. Congratulations, Cooper Vision. Fantastic. Let's hear from the team themselves. Right, I'm now joined by the Cooper Vision team who got excellence in continuous improvement culture. Congratulations! Amazing! And you've got the award that I hand polished for you. Although it's very sharp, but if, if you get in a row tonight, I'm going to back you up. That's... So, who's going to tell me about your entry then? We, uh, we pulled together a three-pronged approach for continuous improvement. So, it was all inclusive. It didn't matter who you were, what your background was. At some point, you could contribute to making Cooper Vision a better place and safer place to be. We, we introduced lean manufacturing, ideas management, uh, domain problem solving. We've always had domain problem solving, but we introduced it at an operator level. So operators solving problems that they had on their machine for themselves, by themselves, and it became almost contagious. You, you finally told someone that actually, you can challenge what you do and come up with a better way and make your working day easier. And why wouldn't they want it? And it wasn't just their days, everyone's day they made easier. So have you found that you've gone at it from a management level and a bottoms up level, so you're sort of squeezing it across? Yeah, it was, it was empowered from the top down, but the momentum built from the ground up. Um, and yeah, you can do that. Whereas People could always think of a better way to do it, but never thought they were allowed. And all we've done is given the tools how to, and said, yeah, go do it. How have you managed to keep it going? 
keep the people engaged. And it's, it's, it's to be honest, it's all about people. If, if that person doesn't want to do it or that person's not engaged, it's, it is a battle. But um, it was more that we didn't offer cash rewards, we didn't offer incentives. It was, didn't bribe them. No, no, well, <laughs> we gave them a free pen. Oh, wow. Oh, it's 100% cheap plastic, but it was good. <laughs> Brilliant. But it, it was all about, you can actually make your working day easier. You can go home at the end of a 12-hour night shift and not want to kill the kids because you're so tired. You can actually go and get up, get ready for school, and you can go home and not be so worn out because you're not walking five miles a day anymore. You're walking one removed all that needless transport and backwards and forwards. So ladies, I'm going to ask you guys, because he's hogging all the limelight here, what does winning this award mean to your team? Amazing, amazing, because, as I said, it doesn't matter how much of a management we, we've introduced it and drove it, it's them, it's all their hard work. They did the projects, they put the teams together, they put the ideas together, it, was not, it wasn't us, and I think that's why it's worked, Shop floor upwards. It's it's they we're here to represent. We didn't win the award, we just represented them for everyone. Way to go, Cooper Vision. Brilliant. So good. Right, our next award is Excellence in Customer Experience. Now, before we go to Karen to hear about the nominees, I caught up with one of those nominees, Octopus Energy, in the reception. Now, this was before the presentation, and I wanted to find out what is their secret source for providing bar-raising customer experience. Right, so I have managed to catch up with the Octopus Energy team who are nominated for the excellence in customer experience. They've had a drink, I reckon. (laughs) I reckon they've had a couple of tipples. I am joined by Ruby, Lola, Sejan, and Walia. Tell me about what you've done to be nominated for this amazing award. Smashing customer service, what what haven't we done? Customer service is hard to smash, so what do you actually do to smash it? We go above and beyond, we under promise and we over deliver. This is like like the KFC, you know know there's secret spices but you won't tell me what they are. So have you prepared a speech in case you do win? Maybe, or maybe we have a song. Maybe we're going to perform, who knows? Do a duet, like a choir. Can you sing though? That's the question. Can you sing? Can you sing? Yeah, I can try. Have a good go. After a couple of wines, who can't sing? Well, I can't sing. (laughs) So is this the first time you've been to the awards? Yes. Would you come again? Yes. Absolutely. If we win. How amazing. So if I was one of your customers and I had a really naff experience, how would you make me happy? What would you do? Well, first of all, we would open a complaint because as a short-form customer service there, we would take accountability for it. We would Buzzword, look, buzzword. Yeah, we would evaluate the complaint, look into compensation for what we've done wrong and the impact on you and apologise for that and feed that back to our agents to improve our customer service. Very professional. That's not even scripted. She said that off the top of her head. I do complaints management. So. That is amazing. I'm very impressed. Look, best of luck to you all. I really Thank hope you. you do really, really well. And if you win, will you come back and talk to me afterwards? Yes. yes. They were such a giggle, the Octopus Energy Bunch. Now, ever heard that saying, be careful what you wish for? Just bear that in mind and we'll come back to that thought a little bit later on. Let's get back to Karen now for our next award. Okay, so our next award 
is Excellence in Customer Experience. Now, this award recognizes organizations that deliver an exceptional customer experience by putting customers at the heart of what they do. And I'm delighted that once again, Tesco have kindly sponsored the award. So let's meet our finalists. And they are Arthur Ellis. We have British Gas. We have Costa Coffee. We have Little Fish. Octopus Energy. And Openreach. Okay, so. This year's winner have a clear strategy that puts customers at the very heart of everything, which means that they have to constantly push the boundaries of what they do and how they do it to achieve the best, most transparent and future-proofed solutions for their customers. So the winner of the excellence in customer experience is Octopus Energy. Congratulations to Octopus Energy. Now, I couldn't resist but catch up with the gang after the award to make sure they fulfilled their promise of giving me a bit of a sing-song. Right, I am now back with the Octopus Energy team who only went and picked up the Excellence in Customer Experience Absolutely amazing. I was rooting you on. I was sitting there cheering. But you did tell me that if you won, what was you going to do if you won? I said a duet. Well, there you go. Here we go. So what are you going to sing for us then on the Ever Celine podcast? That was enough. Congratulations. Well done. Amazing. Just tell me, what does this award mean to the team? What's this going to happen now when you go back and tell them about this? It's recognition. It's recognition for all the work we've been putting in for the past couple of years. It's nice finally seeing it all just in materialised, but it's great. It's more motivation to keep going. It sounds silly, but the last few years, working on an operations level yeah. has been like, it's just got tougher and tougher and tougher, and the challenge got greater, the expectations more and to go after people and still deliver that same thing is like it takes such a lot so to have this actually means loads it means we're, right. we're doing the right thing yeah. it's, it's weird for me but we're not all mental yeah you're walking your walk yeah. your, your KFC mix of herbs and spices is working <laughs> go up skilling me go up till morning it's a message to say what you're doing is enough keep doing at it yeah. push yourself do more because that people are recognising your good work and the competition this year was so strong, and the yeah, fact that you won. Like, you didn't think, I, I mean, I didn't think, I was looking at the competitors and I thought, oh, maybe not, maybe not. So it was nice to see. Yeah, I was well really done. like, oh, well done. Done. it feels nice. The typical, like, LGBTQIA plus narrative where it's just really nice to be included. Well done, congratulations to you all. Well done. They were such good sports and credit to them for actually doing it. And I must say, not a bad voice either. You know, this could be an audition for The X Factor. That was pretty decent. I was quite impressed with that. Floored me a little bit. You know, it takes a lot to leave me speechless. And that was there. (laughs) Right, let's get back to Karen for some more awards. 
Our next award is Excellence in Environmental Sustainability. Now, this award recognizes organizations who are serious about the future of our environment and are willing to invest in playing their part in creating a sustainable future for our planet. So a very big thank you to our BQF partners, Pragmatic, who have kindly sponsored this award. So let's meet our finalists. So our finalists for this award are Arvel, HVS, National Express, and RWC. Okay, so the winner of this award has an incredible team of industry experts combining their experience and skills. Their initiative represents a significant step towards the global commitment to achieve net zero emissions as they drive sustainability into all aspects of their product development. So the winner of excellence in environmental sustainability is HVS. Congratulations to HVS on winning an award in such an important and critical area for our planet, our health and our future generations. I caught up with Daniel Musenga Grant and Vanessa Kelly from HVS to hear about the work that they've been doing to drive environmental sustainability. Thank you so much for joining us. What a wonderful award to win. Tell us a little bit about what this award was for. What did you guys do? How are you excellent in environmental sustainability? I think that we've got kind of a, a short-term and a long-term view on sustainability. We were created as a company to fill a gap in the market for zero-emission HGVs. Obviously, we've got climate change, which is, is causing more and more damage every year. It's causing more suffering. To combat this, global community had the Paris Agreement back in 2016. From that, we've got our commitments for net zero, mid-decade. Uh, and we've got bans coming in for, for non-zero-emission vehicles. And for HGVs, that's for 2040. However... 96% of all the trucks that are still sold are diesel powered. And they make up only 1.5% of vehicles on the road, but they're almost 20% of road transport emissions. So there's a real need for a zero emission HGV. And that's what we're doing. We're on track to be uh, definitely the first to produce uh, this and get it to market in the UK, uh, potentially for Europe. And so that's our long-term goal is to displace diesel HGVs, which emit about 104 tons of CO2 every year, and to, to get zero emission hydrogen electric HGVs on the market. And in the short term, we've also got uh, my role as head of sustainability at HVS. And I've got six deliverables that I'm moving into the business in terms of the materials we're using, the energy that we're using, the waste we're producing, and also taking a carbon account of that to get the footprint um, and to see how can we reduce the climate impact of the truck itself to maximize the benefit of the zero emission paradigm going forward? Wow, that's incredible. I didn't realize it was so in depth. You don't think, when you think about sustainability and, and uh, the emissions, I've never actually thought about HGVs. You think about cars and your car that you've got on your drive. You never consider the fact that there's HGVs out there, which are obviously such a huge pollutant. That's absolutely right, Matt. It's, uh, it is one of the biggest polluters that we have. Um, and by being able to tackle that um, and producing net zero or zero emission HGVs, we will be taking away uh, well, a large proportion of, of emissions. So this is why as HGV, we, we've made that our, um, our goal to take these vehicles to manufacturing and uh, also to, like Daniel said, to have a short-term goal and a long-term goal so that we remain sustainable because it's not just about being um, you know, producing a zero emission vehicle. We want to you know, be transparent 
that our company has uh, is also like um you know being really true to those values as well some people do work that is just work moving things around etc some people do work that actually makes a difference in the world and i'll definitely say what you guys are doing is going to make a big difference in the world it's so remarkable how did it feel to win the award i've never won nothing in my life so i need to feed off people like yourselves what does it feel like to win an award and um, it was an incredible feeling it feels like uh, first of all it gives you the idea that you are working for a company that's doing um you know something extremely right because this is like outside recognition this is you know outside you know validation in a way that you know everything that you're working for day in and day out is being recognized and that there is a need for it like daniel said um it also gives you a strong sense of, of responsibility you know because this is um something to uphold this is something to um keep on working um in in within our culture within the company so that we can, you know, keep this standard from now on and be able to always be an exemplary of environmental sustainability. So interesting hearing the work that HVS are doing in environmental sustainability. Cannot wait to see what happens in the next 12 months and whether they'll be up for another award at next year's awards. Right, I got out on the floor and spoke to some more people during the drinks reception. Let's see who I found. Right, I am with Martin Brennick Jones, friend of the show. Martin, how are you doing? Yeah, great, thanks, Matt. Honestly, this is amazing, isn't it? It is brilliant. Now, you are at Catalyst Consulting Limited. You are sponsoring an award, I believe. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We're sponsoring the Lean Six Sigma Award, which we have done for many time, many years, actually, so we love it. Why is it that you guys at Catalyst sponsor the award every single year? What is it brings you back? Well, we, we love Lean Six Sigma. It's just great, and obviously it's what we do. We do lots of other things as well, um, but uh, it just fits so well, actually. And it's really good to see people getting up on stage and getting rewarded, getting you know the acclaim that they deserve for some of those projects that they do. And honestly, uh, we get involved in the judging process as well, and it's fantastic to see those people that you've trained. I mean, not all by catalyst, but by any means. But yeah, people coming back with super yeah. projects that they've actually done. That must be strange for you, because as you're walking around, there must be people here that you've trained. Yes, absolutely, yeah, loads of them, yeah. But we have a huge network, and whenever we come to this event, it's like it's like coming home, it's really good. It's like, hello, 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 hello. Yeah, you know everyone. Who you got with you? So this is Derek Mayer. Derek, Derek is a, a really interesting guy, actually, because he's a sort of serial catalyst, I mean, advocate. I mean, you've worked for so many different organizations. I think you started off in G4S. I did, yes. Yeah, yeah, and we did your black belt there? Black belt, yes. Black belt, and yeah. trained up six black belts and about 100 green belts, something like that. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And what do you love most about Lean Six Sigma? What really gets you going with it? Just seeing when it's successful, just seeing how happy people are, how much of a difference you make to people in their day to day. Just taking away the pain of working, it's just brilliant. And what are you most looking forward to about tonight then, coming to the awards yourself? Just to see the, the, the different scope of who's now getting involved in these type of things and it's grown and grown since I've been coming for a 10, 15 years. Derek actually moved to uh, the British Heart Foundation, okay? He doesn't say this right, but he set up the whole kind of Lean Six Sigma continuous improvement program in the British Heart Foundation which has been the award winner here, by the way. Absolutely, uh, well done. Now he's working for a huge organization called Maximus, and you're doing it again. 
We're trying, we're trying very hard, yes. <laughs> You're a glutton for punishment. Well, enjoy yourself. Have a really good night. Thanks for talking to us. Right, I am with Alex and Annie at the BQF Awards 2023. How are you guys doing? Really good, thank you. Fantastic. You're looking very glamorous, the pair of you. You really are. Well, Alex has realised he's wearing a very similar attire to um, the waiters. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few people ask me for a drink already. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. easier just to give them mine. Actually, that's a really good point. If that was red, especially. So what brings you guys to the UK Excellence Awards then? are nominees so uh, we're nominated uh, we represent Accenture um, consulting company uh, and we have been working with uh, BT Openreach uh, and we're uh, one of the nominees um, for Excellence and Transformation our joint partnership that's incredible I've actually had a sneak peek and had a look through like the, um, the brochure of all of the nominees and I'm absolutely blown away by the amount of people that are doing excellent things I walk around the room and I feel a bit inferior because everyone in here is just so ahead of the game. It's amazing. It's really cool to see um, what everybody else has been doing, to be honest. You get so uh, focused on the work that you're doing. Um, these kind of evenings are really cool to stand back and just listen and hear about the amazing things going on out there in this country. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for talking to me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> So great to meet Alex and Annie. And he definitely did look like one of the waiters, I've got to say. <laughs> uh, great to see Fred of the show, Martin, as well, wandering around, having a drink, mingling, mixing, you know, like you do. Let's get back to Karen for another award. OK, so our next award in excellence in equality, diversity and inclusion. This award is designed to recognise those who are creating the environment where everybody feels involved, valued, respected and able to be their best self. For the second year running, a very big thank you to the BQF members, Al Maktoum College of Higher Education, who have kindly sponsored this award. Our finalists, everybody, in equality, diversity and inclusion are Jacobs, Openreach, RWC and Tech Mahindra. Okay, so the winners have continuously raised awareness. They've educated and engaged employees on many topics, encouraging everybody to become involved irrespective of background or belief. Equality, diversity and inclusion is now beyond what started as an initiative and it is now part of their DNA. And the winner of Excellence in Equality, Diversity and Inclusion is RWC. I think we can safely say that that pleased a few people in the room. What a roar that got. Congratulations to RWC. I caught up with Harmeet Rai after the awards who filled me in on the work that RWC has been doing in this critical area. So obviously d is such a big area and it covers lots of different topics. So because we've done so much with our employee resource groups, we actually focused on our employee resource groups. So um, we've got, we had four different types of ERG groups. So we've got obviously My South Asian Association, we've got the Women's Network, we had a Futures at RWC and we had uh, colleagues of African descent. And that's probably quite a logistical challenge in an organisation your size as well. Yes. 
It has been. It definitely has been. It's almost been like having a second job <laughs> alongside my IT but role. Are you getting double the pay? That's the question. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. It's coming, I'm sure. What's been the reaction like with the team hearing that they've won this award? Actually, funny enough, yesterday I was just in the canteen and they're like, oh, because we had sent out an email to everyone to let them know we'd won. And um, someone actually congratulated me in the canteen. They shook my hand. They're like, well done. That's so good. I said, no, well done to you as well. Because yeah. it's for everyone, It's it was a great award. And I think we've come so far in our DNI journey. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing award to receive. In fact, I'd probably say it's one of the most prestigious awards to receive because it is such a journey in this sort yeah. of topic. What would be your like one big tip that you would give to someone in another organisation that's probably taking on this task now and thinking, where do we start? I would say start small. I think sometimes we were, we actually did start small. We had three, we started off with three main ERGs, which was the Women's Network, the South Asian Association and the Futures at RWC. We started by, you know, just sort of educating people first about what we were all about. And then slowly, slowly, we got members on board, even to the point we got our canteen on board. <laughs> so even they make the special menu items. So every time, like we've got Diwali coming up. So for Diwali, they're going to make like a, a, a samosa chart for that. Wow. So we've actually incorporated the food element through our canteen. So our, our canteen is through a third party, but they're almost like on the journey with us. So it's just been so great to sort of being able to do that. That is brilliant. I'm on my way. Let me know the date, the time and the place. And I'll be <laughs> sure. there. Sounds brilliant. Well, look, congratulations to you and the rest of the team. Great award and very well deserved. Thank you very much, Matt. Love it. Well done, RWC. And in the spirit of continuous improvement, give Harmeet double the pay. She's doing double the job. <laughs> right, Karen, over to you for our next award. Okay, so our next award is Excellence in Innovation. Now, this award recognises those who've achieved brilliant progress through implementing new innovative products or new ways of doing things. A big thank you again to Smith's group. Let's meet our finalists. Our finalists in Excellence in Innovation are BT, Curries, Disguise, Lumi and Openreach. There's a lot of people here from Openreach this evening. Okay, so the winning organization had a real people-centric approach to innovation and they've used a methodology of experimentation and learning by doing. Um, and they've delivered brilliant results for their customers and their employees, as well as a measurable improvement to their environmental impact. So this year, the winner of Excellence in Innovation is Curry's. Isn't it incredible the amount of different organisations that were at the awards? Small, big, large, it made no difference. It didn't matter. All very, very different businesses, very different products, but all with the same dedication to excellence. It's a remarkable place to be. Absolutely incredible. I managed to grab some time with the Curry's team after the awards to find out about some of the great work that they've been doing that helped them achieve this award. Right, so I'm joined by the Curry's team who had a fantastic evening at the BQF Awards. They picked up the Excellence in Innovation and Being Excellent Best Team Awards, plus some individual awards that were handed out as well. It was quite a good night for Curry's. Um, joining me now is Danny Wood from the Curry's team. How are you doing, Danny? 
Yeah, very good. Thank you very much, Matt. And you've got some of the team with you. It's a large team, so obviously not everybody's here, but you've got some of them with you. Exactly that. Yeah, we actually had representation from two teams. So it was my, uh, my team, the uh, Transformation Centre of Excellence, and also the Continuous Improvement team as well. So I've got a few here that have joined me, which we've got uh, David Hopkins, Pepper Pinto, and Martin Snewen, uh, all of which are project managers within our Transformation Centre of Excellence. Tell us a little bit about what you've done. Start off with excellence in innovation. Where did that come from? Excellent. So, yeah, so we uh, so we've got quite a big team and, that you know, across carriers, we've got a number of big problems that we're always trying to overcome. You know, customs come first. We, we, we complete a number of repairs across all different categories in mobile phones, uh, large screen TVs, laptops. And actually what we're finding is that large screen TVs and uh, major domestic appliances were being damaged in transit. So we want to do something a bit different, um, you know, take it from the bottom up, look at, how could we stop, you know, whether it be small scuffs, big dents occurring to customers' products in the journey back to our, our repair centres? So we worked in partnership with a couple of different suppliers to, to really start from the scratch of what the design could look like, but also um, how could we make it easier for our colleagues to actually move these products, you know, from the back of the van into the warehouse, you know, up and down stairs, uh, which is quite a challenge. Um, and what we came up with is you know, a couple of really good products actually helped us save around £40,000 um, yeah, a week um, in damages uh, and, you know, spend on spare parts, uh, which was a you know real big win for us, but also for customers because it meant we got their product to them safely uh, first time. I think what I'd add to that as well, Danny, is so we, we had two designs by design. So we came up with, uh, and Danny actually led most of the design, funnily enough, on the, uh, on the, on the hard shell case. Um, but because we've got very different geographies and demographics in terms of where we collect customers' TVs from, so consider somewhere like uh, in Fetford, Norfolk type way, generally quite flat. Customers have got nice, lovely driveways. If we're lucky, they've even got paving on them. Um, but then you consider a customer who lives on, you know, Tottenham Court Road, six-storey flat with no lift, the hard, heavier Tatum case, whilst that was great for super, you know, in-transit damage protection because it was a bulkier, bigger design. And we then also had the lighter, softer shell carry case, which was perfect for colleagues who had to take it up and down stairs, maneuverability and stuff like that. So it was almost taking two problems uh, and then kind of killing it off with one stone with two different products. Um, And you do, if you go to one of our London warehouses, they'll tend to say, we love the carry case. It's lightweight. It's easy to carry. It's, it's really good. And then you go to our kind of more rural CSEs and so that's our home delivery depots. They prefer the heavier Tatum case because it just feels more secure um, when it's in transit in the back of the van. So um, yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of it. And as, as the award suggests, it was a, it was a massive collaborative effort, you know, drivers inputs went into it. Um, managers from across the business, from both home delivery, from CRC. Um, yeah, it was great. We're pretty proud of it, aren't we, chaps? Absolutely. I bet the team are buzzing. I bet they're still buzzing now. Definitely. Well, they're getting some new ones. So, yeah, they're, they're really happy. Thank you to Martin. They're getting an upgraded version from February. So, yeah, I think their colleagues are pretty happy. I think that was, that was a key thing for me. It was that we, we deployed these carry cases into the network and we saw the big benefits that they had in terms of preventing damages and consumables and that kind of thing. But... I think as a team, we were always looking to say, well, well, how can we make this even better? Like we've, we've deployed the solution in and it's probably 80% of the way there. We've got a few pain points that are still there. So how can we eliminate those? So we went back to the supplier and worked with them to upgrade the design into, a, as, as Dave said, a version two carry case. 
um, which we've just put the order in for, uh, where it completely eliminates all the pain points that we've got and should now be the kind of the best in class tool for our colleagues, which if we keep the colleagues happy, then it makes our jobs a lot easier, doesn't it? So yeah, it's, it's good that we just keep on focusing on moving forwards rather than simply wiping our hands with it and walking away. That's true business excellence, isn't it? You don't sit still. You're constantly striving to improve and go that one step further all the time. And you have to. With the, t- with the TVs and the technology that we see, think of a TV 10 years ago when it was as deep as your living room, right? Yeah. And now think of TVs today. That you, you, can, you can pick up a 65-inch TV for a couple of hundred quid now. Way back when, they were you know, a couple of grand. So you have to keep up with the times because tech changes very quickly. Yeah, I guess that's the that's the thing with your line of business, isn't it? You are in an industry that moves so quick, lightning speed. Um, and how about the second award, though, the Being Excellent Best Team? This is one of my favourite awards. I love this one. We only had kind of a small representation of the actual team um, there with us on the night, which is, which is a shame. Obviously, we wanted to celebrate with everyone, but we've got a team of about 22 uh, across, you know, project managers, operations managers and business analysts. But we were introduced to BQF about a year and a half ago. Uh, one of the first things we did was actually train everyone to, you know, specific level in project management, giving everybody the ability to uh, to gain some qualifications through that process. And, you know, it's been a bit of a journey to get everybody to, to that same level. But, you know, we had some really good fun with the BQF team, taking the learnings from those sessions and making sure that the team, although we live all across the UK, whether it be Durham, Scotland, Bristol, uh, Kent, all over the place, making sure everybody had the same opportunities and then uses the tools that we have too. So, you know, teams calls and whenever possible, bring the whole team together uh, in Newark. You know, it's, it's a challenging job to make sure that everybody feels engaged, feels part of the team, um, shares the best practice and learnings they get from each of their individual projects and brings it together into, into one formation. And that's, that's what we've worked really hard, hard towards uh, over those last 12 months. So super proud that, you know, everyone feels like their contributions been recognised. And, and also, Matt, one of the main things we have in the team, we've got, you know, lots of years experience in Curras. Myself alone is over 25 years with Curras. And for the first time being part of a team that I have a question, I need to ask something, I need support. We put it onto our teams uh, and within minutes we get a message back, I can support you, I can look after you. These are the people you need to speak to within the business. And, and we've got this feeling throughout any new member that joins the team, they can't believe how quick they get a reaction to a problem that they've got and a solution to that problem and for me after 25 years over 25 years in business it's been the first time we've been able to have that sort of acknowledgement and support in, in the background of the team i'm sure danny can give you the years but the amount of years knowledge we've got from curries is you know second to none throughout the whole business yeah it's, it's, it's over 300 years service across the 22 colleagues wow um so the, the, there's a lot to tap into there and i think that the main thing is Everyone's very willing to, to share that experience to, to help the team move forwards. And you know, that, that was obviously one of the things we played on when we were talking about what this team's done, the, the journey we've been on, as we actually brought two, two separate project management uh, and operations teams together into one uh, and making sure that you know, those that have logistics experience, those in home delivery or those in central and corporate, you know, we brought all of that together into kind of one melting pot. And uh, everyone learned from everyone's benefits and also the things didn't quite go plan as well. So for other folk that are listening, Danny, that are thinking, mm-hmm. you know, next year, I want to be the best team. What will be your one big tip for them to learn from from Curry's? Come and join Curry's. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I apply? <laughs> That's a great shout. 
I think I think we we, we have a um, you know my mantra has always been pretty simple, which is you know work hard and be nice to people, uh, and I think that that is shared you know between the, the whole team. We're in a really challenging environment. You know, technology is always changing, uh, and the technology we have in the kind of back end systems is not always keeping up to pace. So we've always got that ongoing challenge. And so being able to overcome adversity and still deliver consistently is, is key. And it's bringing the whole team together on that journey. So, you know, working hard and being nice to people uh, is the way we get those, those jobs done and bring everybody else into, into the mix to get those problems solved. Absolute class from the Curry's team. I actually had the opportunity to visit the Curry's Centre of Excellence in the Midlands earlier this year, and I was blown away with how fabulous it was. And the great work they're doing shines through across the entire team. They're really engaged, they're really driven, and they're delivering some fantastic results. Okay, so our next award is Excellence in Lean Six Sigma. This award recognises those that practice and demonstrate excellent use of the Lean Six Sigma toolkit. And a big thank you to Catalyst, who are a very long-standing member of BQF and partner. I think they've been here since the beginning. Martin Brennick-Jones has never missed an award ceremony, so he's 30 years in. So well done to Martin. It's a, uh, a big achievement. Okay, let's meet our finalists. AGMC. Helios Towers. Lam Weston, uh, Mahira Jabin, Pets at Home, and the RSPCA. Okay, so the winning organization has used Lean Six Sigma to formulate its key strategic business excellence program, and it's engaged all its colleagues within the organization, providing everyone with the opportunity to learn Lean Six Sigma tools and have delivered tangible outcomes for their local communities. So the winner this year of the excellence in Lean Six Sigma is Helios Towers. Congratulations to everybody at Helios Towers. Now, after the awards, I caught up with Alan to find out how does it feel to be an award winner and what does excellence in Lean Six Sigma look like? What an achievement. How does it feel to be an award winner? Yeah, fantastic. We had an absolutely fantastic evening and we'd brought along our group CEO, CEO and group CFO, as well as colleagues from Tanzania and Congo Brazzaville to the event and everyone had a fantastic evening. It was so good, wasn't it? It really was a celebration. It was like, it was like being at a wedding but without the boring bit of the ceremony during the day, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it was great and great to see all the other winners as well and, and network. It was a really good opportunity for us. It was great fun. Yeah, that's one of the great things about events like that with the BQF is you do get to meet some amazing people from companies you wouldn't even think of like mixing with normally. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was our first time that we've attended the event and we'll definitely be back next year for sure. Oh, glad to hear it. So tell us a little bit about what Helios Towers did to win excellence in Lean Six Sigma. Yeah, so Helios Towers has been through quite a transformation. The company itself is about 13 years old, but around seven years ago, we started on our Lean Six Sigma journey and it's really transformed not only the company, but also given all our colleagues across the group an opportunity to to work in Lean Six Sigma and to really focus on taking their job to the next level, um, using data to make decisions and really using Lean Six Sigma tools and techniques to improve the way we operate our towers across Africa and the Middle East. That's remarkable. That's absolutely incredible. What a challenge. Has it been has it been a challenge? I can imagine it has. Yeah, it's been we've gone through a significant period of growth where the tower count 
and our portfolio has gone from sort of 5,000 towers five or six years ago to 14,000 towers today. And all of these structures are sort of 50 to 70 meters high. We build them in really remote places in Africa and the Middle East. These towers then, the mobile network operators put the equipment on top of the tower. And that's what gives you know people in, in either rural or, or urban areas their mobile phone signal so they can do their banking, they can listen to podcasts, yeah. they can learn new skills and techniques. It's, it's really, it's been an incredible journey. Yeah, that's, that is amazing. So you're sort of rivaling with Elon Musk and his and his Starlink satellites. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 bringing mobile network connectivity to much more people than Elon Musk is. Oh, I love it! I love it. If he's listening now, you're welcome to come back, Elon, and sort of have a have a bit of a debate about it. <laughs> Brilliant. We can discuss that. You can, we can invite him to next year's BQF. That Awards. would be amazing, wouldn't it? Could you imagine? He's not getting an award though. He can just come and just watch. It'd be good. Um, what does the award mean to the team? How did they react when you told them that they'd won? Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, a number of the team or colleagues that presented, um, you know, the, the, the phases leading up to being selected for the finals. So they were all part of it. So they'd all been part of the journey, the colleagues that attended on the night. So everyone was absolutely ecstatic to win the award um, up against some some great competition. Um, and we were we were blown away. And, and, and we, we all, it's the first time we've applied to BQF. So to win an wow. award was was really amazing yeah. for us. It was fantastic. Wow, that's awesome. Well, you've set the bar now. You really have. And you can all put on your CVs that you're award winners as well. How good does that look? Yeah, absolutely. No, fantastic. And I actually caught up with Susanna from PMI who encouraged us to apply for uh, the awards and also met up with Stan James, who's a, another um, Lean Six Sigma expert and practitioner and an old friend of mine from many years ago. So it was it was great catching up with some of the old faces. Well, well done, Alan. Well done to the team. An amazing project, an amazing approach. And congratulations to you all. Thanks very much and all the best. See you next year. What a remarkable project. That was incredible. It just goes to show just how varied and diverse the companies and the projects and the efforts are at the BQF Excellence Awards. Absolutely amazing. Right, we are just about out of time on this episode. I do hope you've enjoyed getting a little taste of what was at the BQF Excellence Awards. Come back for part two, where we've got plenty more still to come. More awards to give away, more interviews, and some more insights into what went on at this year's UK Excellence Awards 2023. If you like the sound of today's show but would like to hear more, please subscribe and follow the Everseline podcast at everseline.com. We'll also find episodes that you might have missed. If you can, please take a moment to like and review the Everseline podcast on the platform that you listened on. I'd be extremely grateful. Your review means so much and I really do appreciate each and every single one. If you're on the socials, search for the Everseline podcast, give us a follow and let me know about your lean efforts because I really would love to hear all about them. Thanks so much. And I'll see you on part two. And don't forget, Ever Celine. You know it makes sense. The Ever Celine podcast is researched, produced, and recorded by Matt Sims. Visit everceline.com to find out more. Yeah.